Hello and welcome to Battle of the Ranking Factors. I am Connor and my co-host is Jess. Today in the world of SEO, we are going to be discussing content structure. First, let's talk about what Battle of the Ranking Factors even is. Jess? So Battle of the Ranking Factors is going to be a podcast to help um, you know, all of you guys out there learn a little bit more about um, SEO from a more holistic perspective, learning about a bunch of different ways to help build out your organic online presence. Um, on top of that, we'll have our podcast, but we'll also be working on a blog with additional information for you guys as well. Yeah, the other thing is, uh, and we want to clear this up right away, we're not actually fighting any ranking factors because that's impossible. <laughs> Um, it's called Battle of the Ranking Factors because it's a fun name, uh, and Ranking Factors had good search volume, which we'll touch on in a different episode. Um, but we're not going to be fighting Ranking Factors. Basically, we're just going to be going category by category, um, kind of talking about a general theme, giving best practices, giving um, you know algorithm updates along the way, just kind of touching on everything in the world of SEO. So, like I talked about, we're going to be starting today by talking about uh, content structure. And what that really means is what a, how a page should look, uh, how your content should be laid out depending on the type of page that you have, depending on the type of industry you're in, uh, just general best practices for what your page should look like depending on the page and industry, like I said. So the first place we're going to start uh, is just general informational pages. And so what I wanna do is kind of break down what we mean when we say informational pages uh, and then we we'll give you some best practices and, and that kind of stuff. So Jess, what do you mean, what do we mean when you say informational page? So informational pages, again, depending on your business can really vary. Uh, it could be a you know, Q&A type page, a how-to page, um, information about a specific item you might have or a specific, um, what was my train of thought? Could be about, you know, a number of different things. Um, you know, structure with informational pages is really important um, in terms of making sure that when your user is landing on your informational page that they're getting the answer to what they came there for in the first place. You know, for example, if I, you know, wanted to know how often do I need to water my aloe vera plant within that first, you know, paragraph, I should have the answer to my question, um, followed by any additional uh, information about aloe vera or plant care or anything of that sort, if that makes sense. Um, that's important in terms of no matter whether a user is on their desktop or mobile device, um, you know, it seems that users do want to get the answer they're looking for as quickly as they possibly can. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, and we'll touch more on images and um, like other technical elements on other episodes. But depending on the page topic, is it more important to have an image as at the top of the page to draw users' attention, or is it more important to have an image in the body of the content uh, supporting your answers as you go on, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, I would say I, I would say an image at the top is more important. I feel like 
if I look at a page, if I were to open a page and I didn't see any type of other media other than text, I would probably bounce off that page. Not necessarily because it does, not because it means that I'm not getting the information there I want, but it just doesn't feel as um, user engaged, you know, or as engaging as something with images have. I think images can also help cue people who are more visual that this page is actually the page that they want, um, that they're making sure that they're cross-checking. You know, if, if, if I was looking for, um, you know, how to care for my aloe vera and there was an image of, you know, an ivy plant on there, I'd be like, what, I'm on the wrong page um, or something like that too. For sure. Yeah. I also think um, it, it's obviously nice to have images throughout the body of the, of the content. Um, you want to be able to support what you're saying with images, um, but the, the words are always going to matter more um, when it comes to ranking of your page. So if you have the correct content, that's what matters the most and then supported by images as you go on. Uh, let's talk about H2. So we know the, the general idea for an informational page is to have your, your H1 of the page, the title of the page, be the, the primary topic. Um, so let's keep going with your how to water an aloe vera uh, topic. You're obviously gonna have that be your H1. It's the primary question that you are answering. Um, the first thing that you want to do on that page is answer that question, but then what are your H2s? Because it, it, it would be tricky to have an entire page of you know, 500 words be, you need to water your aloe vera plant X amount of times a week. Um, so what else do you do on that page to make it a holistic page that is uh, valuable to the user? Well, I think if you're looking, you know, if we're continuing with this aloe vera example, if you're looking for information about plant care and specifically watering, I think that it's fair to follow with H2s about other ways to care for that plant um, because users might not need that information right now, but that doesn't mean that they won't be looking for that information next or in the future or down the line. So providing that information right then and there is a great opportunity. So H2s could be like how often to replant my aloe vera. Um, how can I tell if my aloe vera is getting too much water? How do, can I tell if my aloe vera is getting too little water? Um, you could take it a bunch of different ways depending on how bulky you want it. You could talk about, you know, what are similar plants to the aloe vera? You know, it depends I think too on what your, you know, your business or what you're trying to, you know, get to the user is, um, you know, but anything, it doesn't have to be exactly on that topic, as long as it's kind of in line with that topic based on what users may want, I'd say it's fair game. Agreed. Yeah. And this is, um, and we can touch on this a little bit later on, but recently Google has updated their the algorithm a little bit so that um, it's called, it's, I think it's called the snippet update. I don't know if there's like an official name for it just yet. Um, but basically what it's going to be doing is um, it matters less where the content on the page is moving forward. So a lot, you know, five, 10 years ago, whatever, you wanted all of your pages to be that uh, like top to bottom, most important to least important informational style. And that's obviously important, but it, it is becoming less important as Google is able to read the whole page um, and being able to use the BERT algorithm update and context for the user's question to be able to specifically pick out the snippet that answers the user's question best. So that's why I think H2s are super important to add the, to ask those supplementary questions and then answer them within the content below those H2s. 
Um, and like I said, it, it's just going to matter less and less as time goes on where that answer on the page is, as long as it's on the page, because Google, Google will be able to find it. Well, and with this update too, I think it provides a great opportunity to really structure that content in ways that you want based on your own voice or your business's voice. Um, you know, obviously if you're, you know, your main core of your business is let's say, you know, selling plants versus like plant care. Well, you can still talk about how to water an aloe vera, but it doesn't have to be then at the very top paragraph. So you can kind of play with that and see too, based on again, your end goal, how you want to structure that, which is great. Uh, two questions. Jess, you seem like an expert on how to water an aloe vera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess that wasn't a question. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely true. Um, okay, so then I feel like this is a good segue into uh, talking about e-commerce pages um, or inventory pages or a product that you're selling, what those pages should look like and function with if you are selling that product. Because um, like you said, if you're, you're giving out that information to a user about um, how to care for this thing, then what's the best way to then sell this thing uh, on your website? Um, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go with e-commerce pages. Um, I always think that it just depends on your goals, uh, for your business and then the products that you are selling. So I, uh, there's a prominent, um, outdoor clothing slash merchandise company that I always reference, uh, when it comes to website layout, cause I think they do it the best. Um, and basically what they do is they have these category product pages. Um, let's say they're selling sleeping bags, right? At the top of that page, they have information about um, what the best sleeping bag is for the thing that you're trying to do. So are you, you know, camping in cold weather? Are you camping in warm weather? Um, do you have something underneath you? Do you need it to be waterproof? You have all of these different um, little snippets of information that kind of break down the best product for your needs. And I think that's a really, really great way to engage the user within your content, educate them about the product that they need the most, and then have that product underneath all of that information. Um, it's also for some products, that's maybe not the best way to handle it. Uh, if you are selling, um, something a little bit simpler that uh, there isn't much variation between each product. Uh, let's say you're selling candy bars. Um, I don't know if that's the best example, but we'll go with it. If you're selling candy bars, there's really not much variation from candy bar to candy bar. There's maybe the ingredients that you can put in them, but for the most part, a user is going to know which candy bar they want. Um, and they are able to, assuming your website has basic filtering of the products, uh, they can do that on their own and they can find that candy bar that they want. And you don't necessarily need to have product information because they're coming at it with no prior knowledge. What are your thoughts, Jess? I would agree with that. I think that again, too, if, you know, I think that's a great example. I know as a, you know, I try to put myself in the shoes of a user because I am a user. So whenever I'm doing or working with content structure or information, I try to be like, okay, I'm not just the SEO specialist here, but like, I'm also a user. So if I came to this website, what would, what would sell me? What would be the best way to structure this to get me engaged, to get me on the website? And, you know, I do think that if there isn't a lot of 
knowledge around something that having some information so that users know that they're on the right page and then can peruse products is definitely the best way to go. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm glad that we agree. Uh, yeah, I feel like e-commerce pages, um, e-commerce pages are, are really simple in a way in where, um, you, your products are doing the work for you when it comes to ranking, right? Like if you have a very specific, uh, part number for a car and someone searches that part number, the product's going to show up as long as you have your site set up to, you know, to index those, those products. I think it gets a little bit trickier when you have a variety of products that can meet specific needs depending on the user's needs. And that's where the supplementary content explaining what that specific product is going to do for you um, really helps that page rank because you don't necessarily want to overcrowd your specific individual product page with a lot of ex like explanatory content because then you're going to have those pages coming and going from your website a lot and you're not going to be able to sustain that ranking. But if you're able to provide that, um, that specific information that helps a user make that decision on like the primary uh, listing page that has all of your products, then I think you're going to maintain that ranking a lot better uh, in a long-term scenario. All right, Connor. So question for you then, if you, you know, if you're unsure about maybe let's say that you kind of fall in the middle with your inventory where you could kind of be more explanatory and put it at the top of that feed or it could go at the bottom. Do you have like a recommendation on where to start? Obviously you can always move that content around in the future, but as like a good jumping point, do you find success or think there'd be success more in one or the other? I think um, my general thought would be, especially with that new, this new snippet update that we kind of talked about, um, I would recommend putting the information towards the bottom of the page, um, mostly because if a user is landing on a um, product page, like I'm looking for rollerblades, right? And I want to see your rollerblade inventory. Um, I want to see the inventory. If I need this specific information, I, I, like I, I as a internet user know usually to go to the bottom of the page and I can probably find more information. Um, that being said, if you find that on your website, your product pages aren't um, necessarily doing all that well, or they have a really high bounce rate or um, time on page is super low, and we'll talk more about all of these in the uh, KPI episode that we do in the future, um, key performance indicators. I'll stop trying to speak in acronyms. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But I think if you, if you see that your product pages or your e-commerce pages aren't necessarily performing very well from a, a user engagement standpoint, then I think it might make more sense to put some of that information at the top so that a user has that second to say, okay, oh, I'm, I don't know what sleeping bag I want. Cool. Let me read about this and make sure that I'm getting the one that they recommend um, is the best for my needs. So I think it all depends on it's hard to answer your question by saying it all depends, but we're SEOs. That's what we do. Um, it does all depend. You know, we, <laughs> we need to test and, and I would recommend putting the content towards the bottom of your e-commerce page first, seeing what user engagement looks like. And if that's not doing what you want it to, maybe move it to the top, see what you can do. Just play around with it. Always be flexible when it comes to SEO. 
And I would, you know, just lastly mention to you that something to keep in mind, I think, when you're adding that content above a feed is how it looks on mobile. Again, as a user, if I hop on an inventory, a feed of any sort for any product, and I have to scroll forever to get down to the actual feed of what I'm looking for, well, it might kind of signal me to bounce off to find something that feels a little bit more easier and less bulky to use. Um, so that's just the last thing I'm going to throw in there for you to think about. Very much agree. And also, if you can add a chart into something, add a chart because it's, uh, we know Google really likes charts, bullet points, make things as simple as possible, especially on those e-commerce pages. They'll have a lot better chance ranking well um, if you include that content in a clean formatted way. Okay, so we've talked about our informational pages. We've talked about e-commerce pages. I think the natural next step is talk about your homepage. Um, homepages, generally speaking, are always going to be your best performing page when it comes to traffic, uh, rankings. It's your brand. Um, so it's a very important page that you have right. One of the most common questions that I get, um, and I'm sure you get as well, is do I need content on my homepage? Uh, it's a very, it's a hot topic. And I think it can, again, be answered by saying it depends. Um, but I think we should talk through when you should have content on your homepage and when you maybe shouldn't. So I say, Jess, you go. When should you have content on your homepage? I feel like you should have uh, content on your homepage that is more clear to the point um, that talks about your business. If you're not going to have a super bulked up navigation with a lot of different drop downs and a lot of different op options for users to get to certain pieces of information, well, then your homepage might need to be a little bit more bulkier to give that information to users. Um, that being said, you know, the homepage should, you know, be about your business. If you want to throw in a little bit about, you know, how the business started or something to kind of make it more engaging or personal, you definitely can. But I wouldn't bulk that up if you're also going to have an example, a page dedicated about how your business was started, right? So again, it kind of, it will depend. But I do think that, you know, even looking at, um, you know, clients that I've worked with and, you know, at our own website that you don't really need a lot there. Um, you want to have a quick information. I feel like a lot of times when we look, uh, users aren't necessarily scrolling down to the bottom of the homepage if it's super long and lanky. Um, you know, they want that information. They want that nice image. They want to be able to get to your homepage, know what your business is about, and then move on to the next step in that process. Agreed. Yeah. I, um, I'll say this a lot as the podcast goes on and hopefully we do lots and lots and lots of episodes. Um, I will always say if, especially with, with SEO, if you do what's best for the user, um, the rankings will follow. And I think that's, that's very much true. Um, that being said, the homepage, I feel like, um, especially content on the homepage is very much only for search engines. And when I say that, what I mean is, um, what's the, what is the point, the point of your business, right? If you are trying to sell cars, um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, if you're trying to sell cars, you want people to come to your website, get you, land on your homepage, and then you want them to look at your inventory. You want to sell cars. Um, so yeah, you can have content on the homepage saying that you're a X dealership in X city. A user is not going to read your homepage copy 
what they're going to do is land on your homepage and then they're going to click the new vehicles button and they're going to go look at your new vehicles. Um, so I really, really think that homepage copy is one of the very few uh, times that SEO is truly tar it best to target search engines. And I'm not saying be spammy or, or anything like that. I'm just saying, make it simple. I am, I am this business. I am located in this location. Uh, here is more information on my about us page. If you want to go read more, uh, and then you send them where you want them on your site. I don't really think there's a lot of advantage of, having 10 paragraphs about the history of your business and all of the products that you sell and all of the locations that you target um, when someone's landing on your website to get to the product or the business or the service that they need rather than learning about the history of your business. Um, Cause to be honest, people probably don't care all that much. Well, and even if they, again, if they do care, then they'll spend the time to hunt through your main navigation to exactly. find that de designated page for that. Um, and I think that that's something too, that, you know, the homepage can really set up your site to help with those conversions if it's done correctly. Um, and again, I think it's about, you know, users these days, it seems like they want that information as quickly as possible. We have zero patients waiting for a page to load, let alone then when we get to that page and it's, too hard to navigate through or there's a lot of content to push through or whatever. So, you know, trying to keep that, you know, sleek and minimalistic and to the point, I think is a draw for a lot of people too. Agreed. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, homepages are tricky. Uh, and this is, isn't necessarily super related to content structure. Um, but just please don't have pop-ups. Just don't <laughs> do it. Nobody wants it. Nobody, you're not going to benefit from it. It's just going to make people leave your site. Uh, make it easy for them to get to your product pages, to get to your information that the, you want them to read. Um, I think about this a lot with recipes. Uh, like if you go oh, yeah. recipe, I don't want the life story about why this recipe matters to you and your, your spouse. And I don't want any of that. I just want to know how long the chicken's supposed to be in the oven. Uh, so That's think about that like your homepage. And those, those recipe ones are a great opportunity to include all those images in the body content. Exactly. But uh, something that I have a question to you too, coming back to H2s. So when we're looking at a homepage and we have that H1, we have that really clean navigation. What is your opinion on adding H2s to website or to homepage, homepages on websites? And uh, you know, what would those H2s look like in that respect? Yeah, I think it's all about um, for your homepages, you know, like I said earlier, I am this business in this location is your H1 basically, um, or your, your brand name. And then I think your H2s are there just to explain your services, the basics of your services or your products. So your H2s are, um, I'm trying to think of the best industry. Uh, let's go with um, Real Random Sports Cards, uh, a company that sells like baseball cards. Um, so baseball card company, brand slash brand name, whatever is the title of your page. And then they could offer uh, like custom cards for uh, random city, like little kid teams. Uh, you could offer um, like having a service for the athletes to have autograph cards. And you could have very simple H2s that explain other smaller parts of your business or the subcategories of your business that make up the, the holistic company that you run. 
I think that's the best way to utilize H2s on your homepage. Yeah, I must say, I wasn't trying to like encourage you to make your homepage the length of a blog because that's also incorrect. <laughs> but exactly. No, 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 those H2s should be very, very small. And then they should have maybe a sentence or two of supplementary, like this is exactly what that means. If you want to learn more about this service or this product, go to the specific product page of the e-commerce page, the informational page that we've kind of already touched on. Right. And I'll also say too, that in terms of, you know, earlier we were talking about adding images into those informational pages. And I said, well, it kind of depends. And, you know, I would rather have it at the header, but I do think that home pages that do have more imagery and, you know, that imagery balances out with that content tends to look yeah. better in those types of pages. So that's something to keep in mind as well. For sure. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on content structure before we close this out? No, I don't think so. I'm excited to see what this new snippet update does, um, you know, to content that is existing and content as we're, you know, pushing new content out on, you know, Google and the web and websites. So it'll be exciting to kind of come back to that and see how that shifts. Agreed. Early prediction is that uh, it's not going to change too much, but what it's going to do is make people have to be super, super thorough with their content throughout the whole page, as opposed to answering the question up top providing some supplementary details uh, and then maybe like a big closing paragraph of CTA uh, where you're like, and if you want more here, 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 go here, here, here. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the best way to close out a page anymore. I think it's going to be just information, 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 uh, and then maybe some buttons that are like, go to whatever page. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting too that those pages that do hold featured snippet titles to see if they end up you know, losing out in any way to some pages that maybe had their structure differently. So yeah, maybe we'll have I, a follow-up or something at some point to talk more about anything we find. For sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely follow up on that. Well, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully you did uh, to battle the ranking factors. Uh, <laughs> we want you to please like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it will help us tremendously. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are uh, battle of the ranking factors. I believe the username is, uh, B-T-L-E-R-A-N-K-I-N-F-A-C-T-R because uh, I think Battle of the Ranking Factors was taken. So yeah. what the Twitter <laughs> handle is. <laughs> uh, please make sure you tune in next time. Uh, we are going to be kind of going over keyword research in depth. So it's probably going to be a hefty one. Uh, get your pens and paper out for that. Um, if you want any specific topics discussed, um, Please make sure that you uh, you comment, let us know what you want us to talk about, and we will, we will definitely get to that. Um, for Jess, I am Connor, and we will see you next time.